This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Ideas can take a long time to develop, but if the opportunity to open a brewery in an area close to your heart came up, you'd jump at the chance, wouldn't you? Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer, and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself to be an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. In this episode, I'm in the historic neighborhood of Fairhaven in Bellingham, Washington. Opened in April 2016, Stone's Throw Brewing Company is a relaxing space to enjoy a beer with friends or the down-to-earth locals. My name's Tony Luciano. And what is your role here? I'm the brewer and owner. And when did you uh, open this facility? We opened in April 2016. And uh, the name is uh, Stone's Throw. What is the uh, inspiration behind the name? So Stone's Throw Brewery, I went to college here in Bellingham and knew that this place attracts adventurous type people. So I wanted to have a pub where you can just mountain bike straight after a mountain bike ride and go to it or straight after going kayaking or crabbing or fishing in the hills or hiking, whatever it is. So we're a stone's throw from the Puget Sound. We're a stone's throw from the Chuckanuts and all the trails and things they have. Done one of the best mountain biking trails in the country. Yeah. 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 And a stone's throw from the Cascades and the Mount Baker ski area. Yeah. So stone's throw was the name that I picked out probably, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. I met my business partner, Jack in college. And he, he saved my name in his phone, Tony Stone's Throw, like all the way back then. That was in 2000. So it's been an idea that's been simmered to perfection, I think. Cool. So how did beer find you? I moved to Bellingham in 98 to go to college at Western. I was studying environmental science and I came from Ohio, came to college, put my stuff in a storage room and went to Alaska on the ferry boat. And I met a guy on the ferry boat who uh, said, hey, I'm making beer in Ferndale. If you ever want to learn how to make beer, give me a call, you know, 22 years old and in a new town. I was like, sure, I'll learn how to make beer. So the first time I made beer was on a five barrel system that was hawked together. Um, part of the Kufner Brow Brewery, which was, I think, the third brewery in Washington state, and then a bunch of old dairy tanks. So we had a plastic canoe paddle to aerate the wort and it was a very hodgepodge system. But uh, a lot of manual labor by the sound of it. A lot of manual labor, a lot of bad beer, which, uh, you know, it was funny. The the beer went sour often there, but sour beer wasn't cool yet. So I'm like, shit, if I would have held all that beer 
we'd be rich by now. Yeah, but. you were just too, uh, too ahead of the curve at <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that was in 98. And uh, yeah, moved here in 98 and learned how to make beer in 98. And, and then through studying science and environmental science, I took organic chemistry. I wasn't doing too well in the class. I think I had a D at the time and went to the professors and said, hey, you know, I want to do better. I don't understand what I don't understand. But I do understand beer, and I showed him my beer books, and it happened to be the same type of enzyme processes and reactions. So he would explain chemistry to me in beer terms, and I'd go to his office hours twice a week, and I got a B minus in the class, and my beer got pretty good. Man, beer saved your life in some extent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said Stone's Throw, and, and we're situated in Fairhaven, which is kind of the old part of Bellingham. Um, but you said you're originally from Ohio. So why did you want to open a brewery here rather than go back to Ohio? Well, I, I moved here to go to college. I was an exchange student, a national student exchange program. Just loved it here. You know, like Ohio is a good place and I had fun. We'd go canoeing on the rivers and hang out in the summer. But yeah, here with the trees and the hills and you can go camping right out your backyard pretty much. And I moved here to know that I wanted to live here. Then after... Being part of that, the brewery was the Whatcom Brewery, the, the first one I worked at. Made a lot of connections and, and knew that Fairhaven was the spot for me. So the backstory on that was 98 till 2005, I brewed beer at Whatcom Brewery. We opened the Frankenstein Pub in Ferndale, and that didn't go over too well, mainly because the owner just wanted to maintain a hobby. He didn't want to have employees and all the other hurdles that you have to jump to have a full-time brewery. I had school loans to pay then. So I graduated in 2001 and it lasted, you know, free beer and free rent lasted for three years, but then I didn't have anything to go to. So I, I moved to Bend, Oregon for a therapy job and then became cellarman at the Bend Brewing Company. And from there I worked and met my wife and she's South African. So her visa expired and we moved to Malaysia where she got a teaching job. So from Malaysia, I kept dreaming about opening a brewery in Fairhaven. And at that point in time, it was only Boundary Bay and Chuckanut Brewery in Bellingham. I can't remember when Colchon opened. They opened one while I was in Malaysia, I want to say 2005-ish or six or something. And then heard about Wander and Aslan and was like, man, somebody's going to take Fairhaven. We need to go. So in 2013, we moved back and started the processing with the TTB and the liquor control board in the city and found this property, uh, 1009 Larrabee Avenue, which has a whole history of, you know, the bordellos and back in the, the late 1800s of Fairhaven. And so it just kind of everything, once the, the vision and the motion started, it snowballed and just became this like thing that was destined to be. For somebody that's listening that may not know the history of Fairhaven, are you able to get like a quick history lesson of like what this little area of Bellingham? So, so Fair, Bellingham was three towns and Fairhaven was one of those towns. And I think it must have been in the early 1900s that it became, a, you know, Bellingham proper. Mm -hmm. But um, Fairhaven was a fishing town, a logging town. and it's, it's just a small little community. And so it has a lot of history from the 1800s of these guys, you know, the typical fisherman history. They go out and they work hard and they come back and they get drunk and find prostitutes and carry on and have good times. Yeah. And I, and I think there was a bit of a gold rush 
era stuff in this area as well to do with Fairhaven. Yeah, the, I think Fairhaven was the big port town. Yeah. And so because of the way the bay, it's situated on the bay, it's most protected from the weather, hence the name Fairhaven. But uh, yeah, it's it's probably four blocks square, a lot of historical buildings and, and history from that time frame, Dirty Dan Harris. Oh, there's a whole bunch of names and there's books and stories. And actually, it's fun to hear some of the old timers talk that come into the bar now because they know of bars that are now closed. But the bars they went to when they were young existed, some of them all the way back. So mm -hmm. it's pretty neat. So you look very comfortable in, in this space, but did you have to build or construct anything with, uh, with this brewery? But yeah. cause it looks like it's very well established. And so this, we have a, we have a two bedroom house with a detached garage. And so the tap room is the, the old garage. And I used to do my laundry in the corner there with the doors that go out to the back patio. We poured a concrete slab and rebuilt the whole thing. And then of course, taking it from a residential space to a commercial space, there's all kind of code improvements with insulation values and structural engineering and stuff like that. The house is offset from the brewery and we put the four shipping containers in the back. We're the first permitted shipping container project in Bellingham. So we have three 20-foot containers on the ground level and two of them are married together to make a 16 by 20-foot space that has the brewery a seven barrel brew house and then a 40 foot container is cantilevered out off the top of those, which is the mill room and the fermenting room. And there's five, uh, seven barrel fermenting tanks right. up there. And then there's a, a slab with a cooler on it in the back corner of the property, which is our, our cellar space that's connected directly to the taps. Uh, what, what would you say your style is that you want to focus on, on in terms of the beer that you're trying to craft? You know, my favorite beer is a pale ale. And so uh, I think that Stone's Throw is going to focus predominantly on ale-style beers. Um, we do have a lager and a saison. We'll experiment with different varieties and seasonals as, as the time comes. But ales are what I prefer to drink. So if we were going to choose a style, that would be, that would be the one. Mm -hmm. uh, we stick to the American Ale Yeast 1056 and then also the London Ale. Is there a, a favorite amongst the regulars or do you kind of change it up every now and again? So the neighborhood IPA is definitely the biggest hit. I think you could put IPA after the, you know, the signature of any beer and, and it would increase sales. And can call it Swamp Mud. Yeah, Swamp Mud IPA and people would be like, give me some. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the IPA, our IPA in the winter was sold as much as the lager. Uh, we have the liquid sunshine lager. We call it the rain country liquid sunshine. Our refrigeration pro is uh, rain country refrigeration. So we named it after him. We had a lummy lager and we, we've changed the names because we've changed the yeast. We're experimenting with the different lager strains. Mm -hmm. Not a beer that I prefer, but I definitely uh, know that my neighbors are, are into the lager beers. So we're def we're going to always have one. Now with a name like Stone's Throw, have you done any like traditional hot stone lagering process? We just did. Um, last Wednesday was the first Stein beer right. that we've brewed. It was for International Women's Day. We had a team of, I think it was about 15 ladies that showed up. And if you see my brew house, it's like, how did you fit 15 ladies in there? But they rotated throughout and it was the, the Big Boots Brew Day, the Pink Boots Society. They, um, 
recommended a historical beer. And so we sat down a couple of weeks back and picked from the historical styles a Rogan beer, which is like a Dunkelweizen, but brewed with uh, rye instead of wheat. So then one of the ladies were like, Stone's Throw, you should do the Stein beer. So we did the Rogan beer and added the Stein process to it. And we just set up a grant. We don't have a forklift or capacity to move large amounts of you know, 700 degree rock, but we did get the rocks upwards of five, 600 degrees. Uh, we didn't take a temperature probe to them, so they could have been hotter. Some of them were glowing, put them in a homebrew mash tun and then set that up like a grant and pulled the ward out of the kettle across the stones. And as soon as it hit the rocks, I mean, it just smelled amazing. You have this rye wart simmering in uh, caramelization on these hot rocks and it's, uh, in the fermenter right now with our Saison yeast, which is Belly Saison. So it's going to be released on April 23rd at 5.05 p.m. All right. So we're having a big party that starts at four that afternoon. And just to be specific, people want us to know when. So we put a date way out there and it's part of Bellingham Beer Week. All right. So that Bellingham Beer Week is the 23rd to the 29th of April. I had the, uh, the Fairhaven Fix, which is a coffee lager, and it said collaboration. Who did you collaborate to do that beer with? Uh, we collaborated with Tony's Coffee, their head roaster, Justin. Last year during Beer Week, all the breweries and people that are participating got together and said, let's do some collaboration beers. And all the breweries, bigger breweries, jumped in and collabed with each other. And I was thinking, well, Fairhaven, brewing is is something that doesn't just pertain to beer. And Fairhaven's unique enough that I'd like to stay in Fairhaven. So Tony's Coffee is from Fairhaven. And we had the the Lummy Lager already brewed up, and we did a sampling where, well, first we did a cupping. I've no, I don't know if you've ever done one of those no. with coffee, but yeah, the most intimate I've ever been with coffee. Yeah, so it was like okay, that was an experience in and of itself, and learning and cool, and and so we did three or four different styles of coffee, and you know, an Egyptian roast and some other types, and uh, we chose a flavor. And then we set up a, a tasting panel of zero coffee per pint up to five ounces per pint at quarter ounce increments. And and three quarters ounce of a cold brewed toddy was was the one. Right. And when we did that collab last year, it was pretty popular. So recently we just did it again because we had just brewed the that lemme lager recipe again. So And like a, a lot of places in Bellingham, they uh if they don't have their own restaurant, they have a food truck outside. But you guys are pretty interesting in that you have a lot of nice neighbors here with some nice restaurants mm-hmm. around. And you can actually order stuff from there and have it delivered to you in the bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably, I don't know, 25 restaurants within a block and a half of our pub. So we just put it out there to everybody. Hey, we're not going to try to compete with you, but we want to support you. And if you want to deliver food to our our patrons. I mean, we have an open food policy, so you could go to the Hagen's grocery store and bring down a bucket of fried chicken if you want, or you could get something from any of the other other restaurants. And a couple people have put together special menu items just for us, and it it works out pretty well. We do have food trucks on the weekends. There's something about the the draw of food and beer together that really brings people out. So, what's the favorite beer that you make to pair with something in Fairhaven? My favorite beer is the Flat Penny Pale Ale. Um, we don't have it on tap right now, but it's 4.5% clean American ale. 
and it's it's easy drinking and really flavorful. To pair with some of that food, uh, Fairhaven Pizza and the Pale Ale. Beer and pizza. Yeah, I mean, beer and pizza, right? No, no more explaining needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I could have, you know, a pitcher and a whole pie to myself. So it's, uh, it's good stuff. So what's coming up uh, for you guys? Like, what's something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? That, that Rogan beer, I'm really excited for that. That, that beer turned out amazing and at least thus far it has been i'm interested to do i've just purchased some grain the red x and some other uh carapils and some more selective variety grains that i'm excited to do a, a red ale with so many other because there's a lot of breweries in bellingham actually you know for the size of the town yeah the last count i think is 13 yeah. in the city limits yeah and there's more coming mm-hmm. rumors anyway who's inspiring you locally you know i look up to uh to everybody really i think colshan i really appreciate their style i think that's more of the same vein as me like with the ales and having lighter weight beers uh boundary bay they're they're timeless yeah and and they have been so supportive to us just in hey what do you guys need let's help you out yeah just give guidance and support all along so so I love love those guys for sure. And everybody has a little a little different niche, you know. You look at Chuck and 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 Will Kemper's beers and he's the most metaled brewer in probably the whole country. And so I can call him up and say, "I have this issue. What do I do about it?" or "I'm interested in in this style." You know, he won't share his cold sheets with me, but he'll share with me his experience and his stories and and all the brewers in town really are collaborative and and supportive. Um, we all get together once a month and hang out and we have a set topic of discussion and it might be transferring or chemical cleaning or, um, we try to keep it technical to keep our nerdy beer interest going, but we end up just socializing and hanging out and, and everybody gets along great. I mean, you know, we'll have some meetings where there's 10 people and there'll be other meetings where there's 20 and, and we're all brewers in town from all the breweries. If somebody was wanting to uh, go down the same path as uh, you, what advice would you give them? Get more money. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, follow your dreams, you know? I think that's one of the things for me that is awesome about this is that it's a heck of a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It took twice as long to get open and running and cost twice as much, but we just kept to it. That's the, the big hurdle is can you persevere? Because you were saying it took you like, it was a 15 year dream, right? That's when, that's when it started. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think from the time we, I bought a online app to help me coordinate the business plan ideas, which it was very helpful, especially when we went to the bank to get money. They're like, do you have a business plan? Sure. Yeah, we do. Here it is. Wow. They were really impressed because of the formatting of the app thing. Mm -hmm. I think from the time we started that till we opened, it was four and a half years. So knowing it was going to take some time, you know, the location is everything. And, and I thought, oh yeah, we'll have our beer in cans. And then you look at our space and, you know, I already have a 45 foot hose to take beer from a fermenter to a bright tank, but to have a hose to get out to the street where the mobile truck could back up to like, then, you know, I'd be charging $16 a six pack to, to make it worth it. So there's no, no amount of homework that you can do. That's enough. 
um, do your homework and know your market. It's not just about making a great beer. It's, it's about booking bands and being, uh, here to listen to the regulars when they're, they're the only ones in the bar and, you know, thinking about the employees you have and that they're relying on you to have a paycheck. And there's so many things that it is that, you know, I can make beer and sell beer. What else is there? Well, now I'm a gallery owner and, you know, I have to have meetings with attorneys and accountants and and that kind of stuff. And my cellarman even, he's like, man, isn't Wednesday your day off? I want to brew. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not going to take my day off because I want to brew. And that's the fun, fun part. But there's a lot of headache parts too. But to see this place, Stone's Throw, and what it's done for the community is, is awesome. Yeah. So, because here we're, we're taping this on a Monday and that place was full when I, when I yeah. turned up. So. Yeah, it's full. Yeah. And, uh, we have a couple of days a week where we don't crack our nut, but then most days of the week we, we do double. Yeah. So, so it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, Aaron, thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much to Tony for his time. It was very busy there on the Monday that I was there taping this episode. I uh, can't wait to try out that Stein beer that he's done. I'm looking forward to that at the end of April 2017 at the time of the release of this episode. So uh, if you want to check out Stone's Throw Brewing Company, I highly recommend it. It's down in the historic neighborhood of Fairhaven in Bellingham. And it's a really cool space. Uh, if you sit at the bar, little tip. There's uh, something built in the bar table there for you to keep your pint cold. So you need to go down and check it out to see what I'm talking about. And then also just the uh, options that you can order from restaurants in the neighborhood and have it delivered to you at the bar. Fantastic. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast. If you'd like to support this independently produced podcast series for as little as a dollar an episode, you can by going to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Also, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcast episodes. It really helps us get this series into as many ears as possible. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. We're also on Twitter at Cascadian Beer. At the time of release of this episode, it is April 2017, and Bellingham Beer Week is coming up at the end of the month. So if you want to find out more about Bellingham Beer Week, head to bellinghambeerweek.com. Pretty simple, really. Thanks so much again for listening, and until next time, remember, support your local.